Always do it on my own, so I gotta get through it And the only thing I know is to love what I'm doing Never give up, never slow, till I finally prove it Never listen to the no's Yeah, I feel like um, this episode, I, I feel like I got a little bit discombobulated I feel kind of like a chick who is just whining But, um, you know, I try not to get super emotional But important stuff though it's important stuff i care a lot because i mean like we said dude for those who don't know duverger's law is a law in political science that says in a winner-take-all political system inevitably two main groups will will develop so in our system that's our winner-take-all system that's republican and democrat so we can talk about changing the system whatever but the system we have we're going to have republican and democrat working on some stuff actually Actually, I didn't talk about any of my research projects. I'm, we'll talk about that next episode. I have some cool research projects that I'm working on with other, with like some PhDs and published guys. Pretty cool. But um, either way, until we find a way to get a third third party elected, um, we're going to have Republican and Democrats. In order for that system to have stability, you you have to have one party pulling against the other. They hold each other. Think about two kids spinning, holding hands. They keep each other. They keep each other on track. Or the gravity of planets. It's uh, that's exactly what it's like in the political system. You have one side, which is the progressive side, which is pushing one way towards progress. Then you have the other side, pushing towards conservatism, individual liberty. At, the, at, at really at the one end, you have state power. At this side, you have individual liberty and those two sides are pulling against each other that's why if you look at the the you know liberal cons- or yeah the liberal conservative continuum of political ideologies not parties you end up with basically communism on one end and you end up with basically anarcho-libertarianism on one end it's because that's the extremes of both but you need people pulling in those two directions and then you end up somewhere in the middle and it's balanced the reason I care so much about the right and why little things like this get under my skin so bad is I know the left. I know, first off, left-wing people aren't really watching this unless they're left-wing people who are liberty-centered and they just happen to fall on the left. That's that's fine. I'm probably a classic liberal in many ways, um, certainly not a Republican. But the reason it matters is because this is I am on the side of individual liberty. So the people who have power that are supposed to be representing what I believe in are pushing towards what I believe in, even if I'm not a Republican, not a conservative, our common goal, or at least the people who are supposed to be fighting for that common goal, are the Republicans, are the conservatives, are the right-wing people. So when I see those people you know, bastardizing it, putting on an American flag, writing a book about free speech, censoring minds, censoring thoughts, talking about the left is censoring my conversations and YouTube's trying to take me down like that Liz Wheeler at the beginning of the Tim Pool show. When I see these people taking, taking all of the clout basically of being hit, you know, attacked by the anti-liberty people and making themselves out to be these warriors of liberty. And then I see them do a little backdoor, you know, uh, bait and switch, and then just push an authoritarian, maybe not outright authoritarian, but the first step and an authoritarian, at least the, the thread needed to pull to get an authoritarian agenda through religious theocracy. When I see them, them taking this thing out of individual liberty and instead being a wolf in red, white, blue clothing and, and hurting individual liberty when their job is to protect it, 
that matters to me far more than a leftist who in reality is doing his job. Drag queen story hour, the people pushing for that are doing their job. It's the people on the right who are supposed to be pushing against that. But that doesn't mean that you push against that in the sense that you say, God doesn't like this and you push in another direction. No, you're supposed to push towards individual liberty, not I'm going to use this as an opportunity to push in a totally new direction for, you know, my personal beliefs, my religious faith. We have some, the constitution of the United States. That's what the right's supposed to conserve. It's what it's supposed to push to centered on individual liberty. So you can make a case against drag queen story hour for morality, for all of these things using the constitution. It's a very thorough document. Go read it people. <laughs> so that's where I just, I, I feel like a broken record or I feel like I, you know, I, we piss a lot of people off because I go so hard after the right, but that's because I hold you to a higher standard. It's the same reason why liberals don't hold blacks to a high standard because they don't see them as equals. I see blacks as equals. That's why when I look at Chicago, I say, fuck you. You're acting like savages. I don't say, oh, the poor underprivileged teens. No, I see a bunch of people acting like lunatics. Um, so I, I see it's a good short right there. Yeah. I see the right as <laughs> I see the right as equals and I hold them to no, I, I see them as equal. I, I see them as superior to the left in the sense of, I hold them to a higher standard than I hold the left. Cause there's supposed to be freedom. <laughs> yeah. So I'm sorry yeah. if, uh, it, I, you it know, hits harder. <laughs> exactly. So I expect Nancy Pelosi to be anti-freedom. I don't care what AOC. I, I care, obviously, but I don't. It doesn't surprise me. Or oh, they want to take Diane Feinstein wants to take guns as her last thing before leaving California. That doesn't surprise you. You know, it's yeah. just, just like oh, that's evil it's, and horrible. It's a classic case. There's a reason the quote is so popular. One of my seniors in the Marine Corps had it on his arm. It's, I didn't know it was a famous quote until after I looked it up. Um, but you know, better the devil you know than the devil you don't. The Democrats. The liberals, I don't like to use those interchangeably, but, you know, for all intents and purposes, the, the Democrats, they are the devil we know, but the conservatives more and more I'm seeing are becoming the devil we don't. He who controls the past controls the future. He who controls the present controls the past. Hello, everybody. We are live, but not live. This is Nobody's News. I am coming in hot, but first, how are you doing, broski? I'm just peachy today, bro. How are you? Not too bad. Uh, you waking up just, uh, what, 30 minutes ago because you had, uh, well, I guess you work night shifts, so I we should probably clarify that so you don't sound like a complete turd. <laughs> yeah. Well, then again, they don't even know when we're uh, recording this. Uh, all those things will remain a mystery. We will not break the fourth, the fourth wall, but... Yeah, you uh, a bit congested, so might not have a ton to say today. All okay, yeah. um, but six twelve-hour night shifts and seven days since we've been back from New Mexico. I think I'm just a little worn out. Yeah, that's all I was gonna say. Is we're back from New Mexico. Uh, we appreciate everyone who watched the ride along. Um, happy to be back in studio though. Uh, no tech issues, and you know I kept losing the the crazy road we were on and the traffic. I kept 
like thinking, oh my God, we're about to die on camera. <laughs> so that's, I noticed when I was editing it that I kept falling, like I'd fall off in the middle of my sentence because I was like holding the camera and it looked like I just was losing track of what I was thinking or I was drinking tea, but it even looked like in my blender bottle it was beer. So maybe people thought I was hammered, but I was like, no, I was looking at something going, oh my God, Zach's about to rear end this person because he's driving like a crazy Asian on meth. But, crazy um, Asian on meth, that's what it was. I love it. Yeah, but either way, when we got back, I uh, yeah, I got sick for probably two days. So that kind of like right in boot camp when you're, I think it's just because my immune system, I haven't been out of the state a ton lately. So it's like that, that deep, not a, a sore throat, like strep where you can't swallow, but just like sandpaper throat. 100%. Yeah. That's what I got. Yeah. It's just, it's exactly what I got in boot camp when you just, you're, you get all these different germs and bacteria, um, at the same time. But Anyway, uh, that was good. Congratulations again to James and my sister uh, for getting married. But we're going to get right into this today because we have lots of stuff to cover, and I am, I'm pretty amped up on this one. Um, and it, you know, people are going to say, oh, it's not a big deal. It is a big deal, and we'll get into what it is, but it's a big deal because of who's doing it, if that makes sense. So... Um, Part of this, how this all started, was Texas Senate passes bill requiring public school classrooms to display Ten Commandments. Um, Texas Senate also passed a bill that would set prayer and Bible reading times during the school day. Um, Austin, Texas, public schools in Texas would have, have to prominently display the Ten Commandments in every classroom starting next school year under a bill the Texas Senate approved Thursday. Senate Bill five or 1515 by Senator Phil Kling. Republican Weatherford now heads to the House for consideration. Um, so this is a big deal, and we're going to break this down. We're going to talk about this, and I'm probably going to get a bit heated and piss people off. But it's a big deal because the right is doing this. The, the left has been trying to indoctrinate people in schools. They have this, this stranglehold on education that we've talked about, we've complained about. Two wrongs don't make a right. So yeah. we're going to get into why I think this is a wrong but I wanted to, to kind of go over what some people are saying about it with um, a video because this is a very common sentiment I'm hearing. And I, I just pulled a clip that's kind of, you know, what the what people are saying about it. The people on the right are pretty happy with five it. is honor your. Um, so, yeah, I guess you just need the audio. There's no reason to see it because it's not video. But uh, this is a clip from, I believe, the Thursday episode of. Tim Cast, he had on Liz Wheeler, who um, I'm going to complain about here in a second. But I have a lot of, I have a lot of amping so up, telling everyone, I, I'm going to complain, I'm going to complain, I'm going to complain. It's just because there's a lot to get into here, and uh, I'm trying not to be all over the place. Um, I'm I trying can't be to, that mad. She's just too gorgeous. <laughs> you like I Liz just, Wheeler? Yeah, I just go, <laughs> Well, <laughs> she yeah. could be, take your guns. They'd be like, okay, here. <laughs> I think sure. a lot of people agree with that. This is, well, I'll just, yeah, I, I have in her. So after they talk, you know what? No, don't get ahead of yourself, <laughs> yeah, Alex. We're just going to listen to the clip, and then we're going to talk about this. Father and mother, six, you shall not murder. Seven, you shall not commit adultery. Eight, you shall not steal. Nine, you shall not bear false witness. Ten, you shall not covet. So th this is being passed in Texas. They want this in elementary schools. I guess the question is, if, if they're putting critical race theory, critical theory, gender ideology in schools, personally, I don't see any difference. And so my response is going to be, if you are trying to pass Marxism into schools— 
then I then. OK, fine. You do that. They do this. Where, where, what am I arguing? Can I tell you my super based opinion on this? Sure. OK, my super based opinion on this is that this is fabulous and that they should do it. And then it <laughs> violates it violates nothing about our, our heritage of law here. So truly in the conservative movement, the Republican Party, there's a difference between how we view laws, right? There's like the libertarian view that's like, we should be able to do whatever we want as long as we don't violate somebody else's fundamental human right. Government should get off my lawn. And then actual conservatism is not libertarianism. Actual conservatism is like in the in in the style of Edmund Burke, right? Where it's not absolute liberty, it's ordered liberty. Ordered liberty being defined as more like the pursuit of justice. And he defines justice because you're like, OK, well, what's justice? And he defines justice as um, original justice, capital O, original justice, meaning rooted in the traditional Judeo-Christian morality. And this is not just something like, oh, OK, I'm a practicing Catholic. I'm coming in here with my religious views. Edmund Burke's philosophy is what our Constitution was based on. James Madison, the father of our Constitution, quoted Edmund Burke. So my belief is that indoctrination is morally neutral. It's not good or it's not good or bad in and of itself. I agree. And there's no such thing as neutrality. You, either we are going to be indoctrinating or they are going to be indoctrinating. So if we agree. don't have this in schools, then Marxism, which I would argue is a form of like satanic ideology, then Marxism is going to be in our school. So I would much rather have this. Do you agree with Ten Commandments? And so first and foremost, pardon my language, but fuck you and fuck your ordered liberty. Um, so I, I wrote down here, just so you know, there's, I wanted to cover the, the mailman religion case where he wanted to request off work on Sundays. It's going up to the Supreme Court. I wanted to talk about that because actually I was against him. And then you um, convinced me, um, you know, and the, the other person we had on the show convinced me that actually I should be for him and I am for him. Um, but that's going up to the Supreme Court. I'd love to talk about that. But of course, once again, instead of focusing, I'd love to talk about Dylan Mulvaney, all this stuff. Once again, the right, the side that is supposed to be focused on liberty comes up and bites me in the ass. That's why this is a big deal. And that's why now we're wasting time talking about this because these people have a lot of pull. Liz Wheeler is a big deal. She has a lot of people that follow her. And this is, she's just representative of a general sentiment. But second off, Edmund Burke wasn't a founder. Suggesting that being influenced by someone means that you follow every aspect of their ideology is ridiculous. So Edmund Burke, sure, influential, wasn't a founder. Very smart man. You know? Very smart man, wasn't but a founder. Brit. <clears throat> so exactly. We fought a war to not care about what they thought. Exactly. Um, yeah, so not a founder. Um, let's see. Um, and because she said something right at the end there, I want to skip ahead to it. Um, she talked about Christian values. Uh, what makes this country unique is not Christianity. Also, Christianity is not unique. Basically, every major religion has the same. You can't murder, can't rape. They're very similar to one another. So acting like Jude, A, that Christianity is what makes this country unique, that no, that's not true. Christianity is not what makes this country unique. Um, what, let's see, what makes us... What makes us unique is a, I had to write this down because I knew I was going to get heated. And I was going to stumble over myself if I didn't write down a few things I really wanted to get out. What makes us unique is a constitutional and public acceptance by the state that the individual liberty of the people supersedes the, na the state's sovereignty. That is what makes us unique. The government saying you have rights that we can't, we are not the ultimate authority. We can get into deism, God, what the founders meant. But at the end of the day, that is what makes us unique, not Christianity. 
And Christianity in and of itself is not a unique morality. It is just one of the many moralities that people have had with all the major religions. And 85% of the globe is religion. And there's over, there's four to 10,000 religions out there. So no, this is the Christianity is not what makes this country unique. And even if it was, the moral code of Christianity isn't unique. But um, on top of that, um, let's see. So they'll also use lots of these tricks. I, I, the reason I'm bringing this second part up, um, which is basically a uh, screw theology. I'm, I'm tired of everyone, her, Michael Knowles, everyone yeah. keeps talking about theology with such reverence and they laugh at, Oh, you don't understand our theology. Look, there's a lot of I mean, great thinkers. Obviously theology is very interesting. I've, I studied under, um, uh, several people. I, I don't want to <laughs> blast them out. Um, I wonder if they they would care. I mean, they're professors at ASU. Um, I've studied under Dr. Owen Anderson at uh, ASU. He's very well-renowned, very well-published in theology, philosophy, seminary trained. Um, he's, he's one of the uh, Princeton fe fellows of philosophy, uh, one of those things. Um, look him up, Dr. Owen Anderson. Um, and so I, I have a very, very good understanding of theology and if, cause you know, to the every, everyday person, they look and they're like, Oh, okay. Clergymen, theologians, these are like our academics. So I understand those aspects. So they've, you know, uh, Michael Knowles and people who will quote, um, our theology, our history, they're not going to come at me with all this wild, Whoa, this is crazy stuff. Want to know what in reality, the majority of theology is the majority of it is fake. It's made up what it is. And is, is it is man-made tools. They've created tools to solve a real problem. Theology. Again, there's a lot of good stuff there. It's a lot of good thought experiments, a good, a lot of good principles, but in reality, what it is, is you and I are stuck in this room. We wake up in this room. We don't know what happened beforehand. Okay. And we both, we both feel, well, I feel like there's nobody outside. I feel like all of this just popped into existence, whatever. We just over time must have come to, I have whatever my beliefs are. You believe that there is a person outside of that room who brought us in here, set everything up in this room, at some point will take us out of this room, out there, but... Either way, we're stuck in this room. We can't hear anything outside this room. We can't see anything outside this room. So what theology does is it says, okay, well, first off, if I tap the floor three times and I don't hear an echo, well, then that means that the TV is functioning properly. Okay. I tap three times. TV is functioning properly. Okay. Now, if I scan the channels on the TV and I go between channels... 45 and 46, and there's a, sl a slight disturbance, or I perceive a slight disturbance, then that proves the existence that there is a person outside. Okay, three times. All right, so far so good. T -t -t -t. Uh, that proves it. That proves the existence of someone outside. At the end of the day, it is a bunch of thought games that a bunch of really smart people <laughs> who really want to believe in God came up with. And I'm not saying that there's not truth to it, but what I am saying is these people who... They go to theology and, oh, the, the theology of, of Christ, it's actually a very academic thing. No, it, it, it's not. Stop trying to—this to, to I, this is kind of unrelated to this topic even, but stop trying to use theology 
as this abstract idea that is academic to then apply that to the founders and then make, you know, uh, make assumptions about their beliefs. Theology, I'm, I'm tired of people using theology as, as, as some sort of evidence of God or some, you know, tangible thing. The majority of it is just made up. But either way, I mean, so, it's kind of like how the left does everything from a position of authority. I've, I, I've used the example on campus of not being able to convince kids that, you know, SOPs in Afghan was handled wrong. And then they mm -hmm. just respond some gen or some kernel on Vice or MSNBC or whatever. And it's it's kind of and no matter what you say, the you know, a, a kid can have been there and they just point to, to the authority. So like well, this is on, why this is why I bring side, this up is because she thing. brings up her Catholic faith. Faith Michael Knowles, who's talking about this being a good thing, brings up the the theology, the Catholic faith, yeah. and I'm like, it's their authority, they, they, their authority, but that's not really based in anything. It's not yeah. real. It's just complicated mind games. Yeah. So that's where all of this. That's where they're going to lead to say all of these things and why this is good. And all of it is based. Look just at like these I shiny said, letters in front of this person's name. He agrees with me. <laughs> at the end of the day, like I said, all religion. Believe whatever you want to believe. There is not a single shred of empirical belief for any religion. So you believe whatever you want. I'm totally fine. I have no problems with religion. Like I said, we support the mailman. I'm. I'm. I don't just have an adverse reaction to Christianity, which a lot of people say. Oh, he's influenced by Satan. He just hates Christianity. Can't handle Ten Commandments in school. No, what I can't handle is these red, white, and blue con men, who, you know, I'm not. I'm not even gonna first. Again, stay on track. Long story short, fuck you, fuck your ordered liberty. <laughs> Edmund Burke was not a founder. He influenced the founders, but he was not a founder. He was a British philosopher and theologian. Theology, a lot of it is made up. It's made up man-made mind games, web, you know, winding webs of meaning. Um, and with all of that said, we are going to actually read what the Constitution says about this about religion because i bet this liz liz taylor uh, that's her name right wheeler wheeler yeah liz wheeler i bet she's never even read the constitution like i, I was watching a bunch of her videos and this is just just a theory here but listening to her parrot these points that aren't actually true if you would it's very clear it's in the first amendment if you read the constitution i think she's probably watched a bunch of prager you videos seen seen this stuff people again just People like Michael Knowles, who don't care about the Constitution in the first place. We talked about that a few episodes ago. Just these elites wanting to peddle their their agenda. She sees this, this content and then just takes it as fact. Doesn't go read the Constitution. And then realizes it's very popular with her base. Which I was looking through the comments of her videos and stuff. It's, all, it, it's a bunch of religious simps. I know that sounds like a negative thing, but it's a bunch of... Religious guys who have found a loophole where they can watch some chick who wears low-cut dresses and tons of makeup and has her tits hanging out like Nicole Arbor every single episode and every single thing she does. And they can watch it and then get horny and enjoy it. And technically, it's not bad. That's it. There's so many of these internet news women who they just have a bunch of dudes, a bunch of incels watching them just simping. And that's, she realizes, oh, this is really big, this religion stuff. So she just pushes it. I don't, I don't, I mean, maybe she's religious, but I think that when you see someone who's extremely vapid and vain, and we, we know those types of people where you see just like they're obsessed with their self image and the, the classic hot girl personality, 
typically these are not humble, good Christian people. Typically a lot of their life is for show. So it's, yeah, it takes what they say with a grain of salt a lot of the time. But either way, regardless, I, I don't think she's read the Constitution. I don't, I don't see either A, um, I wrote this down here. Um, so let's see. She, yeah, so she either, see, she's either grifting, doing the whole Jesus grift for fame and power, or she does understand that. She has read the Constitution and this doesn't care. Either way, that I, I ugh, it's so annoying. But well, again, <clears throat> even with with all this, like even just the rank and file that think that this is it, that this is a good idea because say they're a Christian or something. Again, where, why is the state the one teaching your kids, you know? religion morals values even if you're oh hey we, we want to get all of the like morals and values out of this not even just the religion it's like again this is supposed to be done in the home so it, the state it isn't their their job to be doing this you know it's their job mm-hmm. again i would even argue at this point it's not their job to even have well, a the school, argument but is it's definitely well not the argument is okay them. well they're they're trying to indoctrinate our kid how she said uh indoctrination isn't morality or isn't um, neutral. So they're indoctrinating our kids about drag queen story hours. So we're going to indoctrinate them about Jesus. How about you pull your fucking kids out of public school? A, and then B, two rocks don't make it right. Oh, well, we're going to be authoritarian too, but we're not like the authoritarian. That's another thing. These people, Michael Knowles, her, Liz Wheeler, the first thing she said when she came on Tim's, Tim's show was talking all about censorship and anti-freedom left. They've made their entire living off of this. We're freedom. We're freedom. No, you're not. And, when it comes to this school stuff, oh, okay, well, we're, we're not as bad as the left. Okay, so you're authoritarian light? That, <laughs> what, what does that mean? We, we don't believe that you should be sent to a gulag. We just believe that the gulag should be there in case, uh, you know, you decide that you don't want to follow the faith. Uh, maybe there's an accident and maybe you fall into the gulag. I don't know. You tell me. Like, it's, it's yeah, we, we don't want, it's like um, I was talking to someone we know, and uh, they're like, no, I don't know. I would never, like, I, I believe gay should have equal rights to everybody. I, um, no, no, that's not what they said. I was like, would you, would you support the banning of gay marriage now? She's like, well, no, I don't think that people, you know, like, look, it doesn't matter what I do. It's, it's legal now. I'm like, yes, but if you could change it, would you? And she's like, well, yes, but I don't believe that gay people should be, you know, we should burn them at the stake or anything. I'm like, okay, yes, but you do think that they should be, they should not receive the same constitutional rights that everyone else has based upon your religious laws. Like at the end of the day, the base is still the same. And that's fine. She said, here's my based opinion based in what? In religious theocracy. I love this base, this new movement of the, the Nick we're Fuentes. Based. We're getting back to the Nick the Fuentes base. Catholics. We're going to have a, a religious theocracy that how that is such a big thing. I don't know, but this whole movement of, now everyone on the right is becoming religious. And again, you, you can also see the wave of now all of a sudden everybody's religious. All of the these internet show hosts, even Tim Pool's talking more about being religious now. I'm like, this is a trend. It's becoming more popular, I feel. And people are just following the trend. Like, where were you in, you know, 2017 talking about Christ and the Catholic Church? No, you were talking about all oh, Trump, 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 you know, freedom, this, that. Then now it's like, oh, well, no a political or uh, religious revival is in. So I'm going to go this route, but either way I, I digress. I'm going all over the place here. I tried not to, but 
So here's what the First Amendment says um, of the Constitution of the United States. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or the press or the right of the people peaceably to assemble and to position to petition the government for a redress of grievances. So, keywords there, no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. I have a, a thing here from Cornell Law School um, on this. So, because of their belief in a separation of church and state, the framers of the Constitution favored a neutral posture toward religion. Uh, the members of the Constitutional Convention, the group charged with the with authoring the constitution believe that the government should have no power to influence its citizens toward or away from religion. The principle of separating church of state was integral to the framers understanding of religious freedom. They believe that any government intervention in the religious affairs of citizens would necessarily infringe on their would necessarily infringe on their religious freedom. Thus the constitution maintains a general silence on the subject save for two instances. The first in Article 6 is a prescription of any religious test as a requisite qualification for public service. The second instance is in the First Amendment of the Bill of Rights. Um, the First Amendment contains two clauses that prescribes the government relationship with religion. In the first instance, the Establishment Clause states that Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion. In the strictest reading, the Establishment Clause provides an adoption of any official religion by the federal government. More broadly, the phrase functions as a way of assuring that the federal government, federal government will not adopt any stance in favor of or against any religion. However, the Supreme Court has tolerated a certain degree of government involvement in religion. For instance, the court has allowed government funding to go to private religious schools and prayers to begin certain legislative meetings. Um, if everyone's on board with that, I don't give a shit. But um, the second clause of the First Amendment that deals with religion immediately follows the Establishment Clause. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the exercise thereof. Where the first clause prohibits Congress from adopting any particular religion, the second clause prohibits Congress from interfering with an individual's exercise of religion. The second clause is called the Free Exercise Clause. The Free Exercise Clause protects an individual's right not only to believe what he or she would like, but also to practice it. The clause protects individuals from laws that would expressly inhibit them from engaging in religious practices. So interpret that however you want. Um, it's pretty clear this goes on. I'll um, post the pictures of it. It goes on to say that basically the, the government, that clause states that the government cannot show any favoritism towards any, any religion. Oh, we're a Christian country. Okay. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Doesn't matter. The Constitution, the thing that you know, that that actual thing that conservatives are supposed to be conserving, says that no, you know, if you're going to have that, then you would have to have, uh, you know, the the pillars of Islam. You'd have to have the tenets of Hinduism. I better have Odin's raven up there somewhere representing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I will be see... a pagan at every single thing I go to, and I will be represented. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I just want to make sure I didn't miss anything here. Yeah, I'm yeah. so sick of these authoritarian tyrants in red, white, and blue clothing. Um, religious people and say I have an adverse reaction. We have, I have to no call problem that out. With religion. Um, what I have a problem with is these comment and women uplifting individual liberty, twisting and distorting the Constitution to fit their personal agendas. Again, what makes our country unique. 
is, I'll say it one more time, is a constitutional public acceptance by the state that the individual liberty of the people supersedes the state's sovereignty. Um, yeah, and these people are this new religious right that pretends it's not authoritarian, pretends it's not theocrats. They're just authoritarians. Um, they, they're holier-than-thou, self-righteous thugs. That's why, like, I, I say, you know, Michael Knowles doesn't care about the Constitution. He doesn't want you, little plebeian, to be able to think for yourself. Yeah. He knows what's right, and he wants you to live his determination of what's right. And they just cudgel, okay, this is a Christian nation. All these talking points, and then the theology to, to back it all up. Now, at the end of the day, we, we read, you can go look it up, but I just read it to you, put the screenshots up. Pretty clear what the Constitution of the United States of America says. I don't give a fuck who influenced it. I don't give a fuck about... I agree Judeo-Christian values influenced. I agree Edmund Burke influenced it. Guess what? King George probably influenced it too. Guess what? The the barmaid probably influenced yes. it. There was a lot of influences, but they wrote, they wrote it down. It's pretty hard to try and finagle out what that says. It says it pretty clear that it should, it should not... Uh, let's see. What did it say specifically? Um, Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. It's pretty freaking clear. And they fought about this. This wasn't just a one little... This was years of meeting, arguing, campaigning, again, Federalist versus Anti-Federalist. I mean, they could not be more clear. This is like saying that the sky is red, man. At a certain point, it's just like, you want authoritarian theocracy and it's that scares me with you know the bricks and all the other stuff that we've talked about mm -hmm. hard times people turn to the government hey it might not be the left you know we we think of the the left as this all-powerful machine <laughs> circumstances can uh, change and what happens if people are desperate and they're the ones in in what in, happens in control what happens when we're in there you know these exact same people will be furious when in dearborn michigan the school's the schools operate under Sharia law or they have the five pillars of Islam and it's, it's against the rules to wear a, a shirt, you know, that has Christ on it. And they'll say, this is a Christian country. This is a Christian country. <laughs> Again, what does that mean? That's far too ambiguous. You can't say this is a Christian country. That's so open to interpretation. And the founders knew that that's exactly why they wanted separation of church and state. But these religious zealots, and again, I hate that. I'm so tired of getting bit in the ass by the right when all I want to do is complain about the left. But here's why it's, but these people who are supposed to be the ones, we've talked about Duvrugier's law and how we have a winner take all system. There's two parties. So the only way the party's stable is one side, you know, fights for individual liberty, one side is fighting for progressivism, and they balance each other out. With these religious zealots, these new people who, again, I don't even think that Liz Wheeler has read the Constitution. If she has, she doesn't understand it. I don't think she actually cares. I think she's an internet an internet grifter who watched PragerU videos and is just like, well, religion's popular. This is what I got to do. <laughs> All right, guys. And yeah, these people memory. are the people who are supposed to be defending individual liberty. They're, they're supposed to be the people. And also, you know, Christianity talking about being the bigger person. They're supposed, and we're going to talk about being the bigger person with the Trump situation. I think I found a solution for that that won't just continue the cycle. But anyway, these people will, like, they should go, okay, indoctrinating our children with, with uh, indoctrinating our children with um, 
you know, critical race theory, all these things, bad. We're going to do away with those or we're going to fight to do away with those. We're not just going to be like, fine, we're going to fight fire with fire. Like, they're doing it, so we're going to do it. Shouldn't you be the one who's above that? Well, no, they're doing it. We got to beat them at their own game. Since when has that logic ever flown? <laughs> okay. They start <laughs> hurling shit at one another. You know how many, like, mass graves and stuff, you know, dealing with in Iraq and stuff, seeing the execution sites of ISIS and stuff? You, you think that we're just allowed to start executing people and lighting ISIS people on fire? No, we had to do it when nobody was looking and back out. No, just kidding. Um, got that, Shannon. I'm going to go to Levensworth for war crimes. But you get my point is this whole, they're doing it, so we got to do it. It is the dumbest logic, and it's what the right complains about nonstop with the left, but yet all they want to do is act like the left because it, it's the easy route. It's the simple route. Don't play fair. Don't do this. Destroy the institutions. Ironic, the, the conservatives are totally fine destroying the institutions they're supposed to conserve if my my team wins. My team, the, the Republicans. God, it's so so disgusting to me. It's It makes me more angry than the left. When I see a leftist screaming about Drag Queen Story Hour trying to do reparations in, in San Francisco, I'm like, yeah, that's what those idiots are doing. Uh, thank God that there's people also focused on individual liberty. Oh, wait, what? Nope. Oh, you're starting. Oh, yeah, it's not going to be a state-run religion. We're going to have... Like, do people not think that we can have a, a, a religious version of 1984? Like, look at the look at the history of the Catholic Church. Okay, we have had the the world has seen a realistic version of 1984 with, with the religion. Ages. Yeah. Oh, what about the Islam? I don't care. Let, let's there are plenty of problems in all these religions, but Christianity in general. You don't think that Christianity has the potential to turn into a brutal authoritarian regime? The Pope's a warlord. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's because they're living under the because of the theology that, that you know God exists and it's all real. Fine, believe all that, but when it comes to government, we need more than theology to guide principles. You need actual things, actual concepts, real empirical evidence of things. You shouldn't it's, be getting told what these things are again. All of this. How many people died just even in the terms of Christianity just to let you, you know, have a Bible and decide for yourself? And we have got to quit looking to people to tell us what to do, to tell us what to think. To uh, sh Again, obviously, also, there should be examples. So I'm so tired of the right. So we got we to gotta quit just accepting it when people tell us that this is a Christian country and that all the founders were this type of religion. I heard Charlie Kirk on, on Tim Pool, too, saying... Every single one of the founding fathers, he was talking about how we need uh, religious-based laws. We shouldn't have, you know, true freedom of speech. It's parodying all these Michael Knowles things of the, the you know, who did, the founders did not want us to have complete liberty. It, it's I was watching Charlie Kirk, and he was saying that every single one of the founding fathers believed, um, what was it, um, I can't remember the word he used, but basically he was talking about his version of God because Ian, for those who don't watch Tim Pool, Ian's kind of a more hippie guy. Charlie Kirk, uh, he does the Turning Point Straight USA. Edge. Yeah, he's yeah. very big R Republican. Um, of course, ironically, they all like to call even Ben Shapiro calls himself a libertarian. It's hilarious to me. But <laughs> they, um, yeah, he, he's a big religious guy. Uh, Charlie Kirk is. And he's sitting there 
telling Ian, because Ian's like, well, look, I think that you'd go a long way telling the, the transgender people, you know, you could bridge the gap of, okay, you know, we both have some wild belief. Like, basically what he was saying is you can't tell transgender people to believe in, re to live in reality. Tr you know, transgenderism isn't real, but then also say that a ghost impregnated a virgin. And then Charlie Kirk is like, well, actually, blah, 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 blah. My version of God, the founders believed in, the founders all believed in this version of God. I'm like, absolutely not. Thomas Jefferson wrote an entire Bible and took all the supernatural stuff out. Say he was a devout Christian. I don't care. Either way, he did not believe in the virgin birth. He did, yeah. He had his own take. So that <laughs> right there. If he, if he was, he had his own version. Yeah. So he, may, maybe that's the only thing he lied about. But either way, that is one lie that he just told and people just eat it up. Liz Wheeler, all of the, you know, all of the founding fathers believed in, uh, or, you know, f were inspired by Edmund Burke. Okay. The, um, the implication there is that they followed Edmund Burke. Yeah. He, no influence. Could, sure. You just lied and said that Edmund Burke, they all believed what Edmund Burke thought. No, they wrote down in the constitution what they wanted us to do. Yeah. Like it's this dishonesty, and I don't know where it comes from, if it comes from people like Liz Wheeler Burke, just not actually first Amendment. knowing, or if it comes from people like Charlie Kirk just being sneaky. But either way, this it's lying. They're the religious, these religious thought leaders like Michael Knowles, Charlie Kirk, they are lying to you in little ways to push an agenda. Why? I don't know why. All I know is that they the more religious people there are, the more religious right people they are, the more inline followers they have, the more power they have. I can understand why. The right as a movement wants religious people and why they want to tie in patriotism with religion. But no, you should be allowed to practice whatever you want. If, if we have a 99.9% .9 country of all Christians, it doesn't matter. You shouldn't have the Ten Commandments in, in the school. Because mm -hmm. yeah. if you have the Ten Commandments in the school, what's next? What's next? They talk about get the, the right loves gay marriage as their slippery slope for see we told you that if we had gays getting married then it was going to be pedophilia uh no like i said many times i believe that gay marriage should be legal and anyone who's a pedophile should be taken behind the barn and shot i'll gladly do it if i get terminal cancer i'm going to dedicate what time i have left to hunting <laughs> pedophiles you don't have to accept wholeheartedly the entire extent of a slippery slope, but they love that slippery slope. Then you come here and it's like, well, you know, there, there could be no, there's no history of slippery slopes where religious organizations and religions, the, the state operating and enforcing religions has went off the rails. Yeah. It's, it's yeah, just the, the right, call it out. I don't care if you're religious, have like, we could, you're religious. I don't, yeah. You're specific release. You're not a big fan of big church, but you're religious. Our whole family's religious. I have a lot of respect for religion, for religious people. I don't claim to have the answers. I'm totally open to having my mind changed by religion, but I don't care how devout I get. I understand that when it comes to this country, the gold standard, as I've said a million times, is the Constitution of the United States, and anybody can access that. It's in the any library, any federal archive, anywhere you want to go. Google it. Go Make look it up. You can read exactly what it says. I cut through all this nonsense, all these people talking about why this is a good thing and the intricacies of the founders and who their inspirations were and the theology behind it. What? Nope. Pretty clear what the founders fucking said. Yeah. <laughs> so. Doesn't take a lot of an, an interpretation. Yep. They're trying to make it more special. Yep. So it's are, are we going and by the Constitution or are we going by religious law? You can't you can't bounce back and forth. 
any more than the left can bounce back and forth between sometimes we want freedom. Sometimes, you know, we want freedom to be able to marry, but also we think that the state should be in control of what you, you know, what social media posts you're allowed to make. Like, no, you don't get to pick and choose with liberty. The difference is one side has monetized liberty and they wear American flags and they say, America, look at the left, they censorship. And it's like, you're just two sides of the same disgusting authoritarian coin, except for you're worse because you're bastardizing the American flag. You're bastardizing the Constitution because you're using it as as an accessory. Mm-hmm. Ugh, disgusting. Don't even, under, don't even understand Burke and the entire story that they're talking about. Yeah. Well, hopefully that didn't get His too too incoherent, and hopefully I was able to get my point across. At the end of the day, it's a big deal to me because these are the people who are supposed, all these politicians too, putting this stuff through, are the people who are not supposed to be doing this. They're not supposed to be saying, oh, fine, the left wants to be authoritarian, we'll be authoritarian. Oh, fine, we'll push our own personal agenda. Mm -hmm. That or it's just a fundamental misunderstanding of the Constitution, which is actually maybe even more scary. (laughs) Yeah. But um, either way, for anyone who disagrees with anything I just said, because there may have been you know a few gaps in there where I was talking over myself, um, feel free to let me know in the comments. Again, I have no problem with uh, with any of you religious people out there. No, no problem admitting that this country is heavily influenced by Judeo Christian values. I have no problem accepting the fact that many of the founders were religious. You know, many deists, but also a lot of hardcore Christians. I'm sure. Um, you know, don't know all their personal beliefs, but I also know that there were atheists in there too. Um, so yeah. again. I, I'm I'm totally cool with all of that. I get how important. I read Ben Shapiro's book. Um, what well, was not his most recent one, but the recent one before that, where it was uh, off the top of my head. It's been like three years since I read it. It was about the the founding of America and how religious values, whatever it was. Boy, that how how are we blanking on that? Um, I'm just gonna look He's it like, up real quick. His every ben one of his Shapiro books. There books. is no. No missing a book when it comes out by uh, the right side of history. Yeah, yeah. read it. Um, he makes <laughs> a very compelling case that yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of Judeo-Christian value influences, but again, influences very different from. I guess. What would you say? Like influences, but not tenants i however you'd put that i i I don't i feel like i'm beating a dead horse here at this point you didn't copy the rules straight over you know like it's yeah yeah that's it uh influences but not rules yeah like by the way what time we at oh my goodness start it no No. worries start it now because we've probably been going i'm guessing about 30 minutes by the way on a happier note i've discovered this uh because i can't drink caffeine with my condition uh, but this mushroom, mushroom caffeine-free coffee, and it's so good. And I, I went down a whole rabbit hole. You saw the supplements I bought of a bunch of uh, organ oh, yeah. supplements. Organs. Yeah, and then a bunch of mushrooms. mushrooms. Um, so let's see. There's some juicy gossip on Crowder. I won't hit this too hard because I've already, I've already went at the right pretty hard in this episode. But while we're on the topic. Um, so Dave Landau, Steve Crowder censored me, fellow comic. So for those who don't know, Stephen Crowder, pretty much everyone knows him, biggest uh, conservative show host, recently had a big spat with the Daily Wire, complained that their contracts were exploitative. Well, now he's lost his co-host and he 
uh, yeah, he, he lost his co-host and his co-host has said basically Crowder's a bully. He's like a kid who got picked on as a kid. He said he's extremely exploitative. They had a tardiness clause where if Dave Landau was five minutes late to a writing session, not the show, a writing session, he had to go home and have the entire day of pay docked. He wasn't allowed to um, promote his tour dates, which Crowder had previously told him he was. And he, they filmed his special. Crowder tried to take his special, his stand-up special. He wasn't going to give it to him. He just said, I own this now. After on the heels of Crowder saying, you want to own this content and you want to do this and you want to... It was, I was just like, this is so... We talked about it then. I was like, this guy is an actor. He is a an egomaniac. He is a, a grifter. Whatever you want to call him. He's some Canadian <laughs> chasing fame. Child and actor. notoriously known for being horrible to the people around him, then complains about the Daily Wire. Really, you can see now with this that he doesn't care about any of the exploitative stuff. He's just mad because he didn't feel like he got enough money. And he is Steven Crowder. He deserves more. But I, I just thought that was funny. Um, so let's see. Um, the the website's about- initial contract, Crowder valued. Oh, this is talking. Um, now former Ladder with Crowder host Dave Landau says Crowder routinely censored his commentary on the video podcast and worse. Landau opened up about leaving the popular show on Your Welcome with Michael Malice. Landau shared that he knows how to be a co-host in the modern era, witnessing his work alongside radio legend Anthony Cumia. He similarly supported Crowder during their time together, but in the final months of their professional relationship, Crowder kept Landau on a tight leash. I had been more censored as things went on. For example, I can't use the word ejaculate, Landau said. Um, Landau alleged Crowder had a dump style button to silence him if he spoke too much on the show. A light was put in the studio. It was his rant button, and it was basically a Dave don't talk button. Landau recall, recalled recalled both the button and the light that flashed when it was deployed. When it was hit, I wasn't supposed to talk, and Crowder would press it. I know my job. I know that he talks a lot. I know that he's the star of the show. I know when to sit back. It's what I did with Anthony Akumia for years. It's what I do. I'm not trying to steamroll him. It was just, hey, don't be funnier than Crowder. That's the truth. I mean, it sounds bitter, but I knew it was right because I was pulled aside, and it was, make sure if you're going to do a rant or you're riffing, he gets the last word, he said. Um, you were told this explicitly, Malice asked. He's, yes. So I'm just going to watch the, the interview here, see how long it, this clip is. Oh, goodness. It's a whole hour. So, no. But, um, yeah, basically, you can go watch that if you want. I'm not going to waste a ton of time on it. But just thought it was interesting that Crowder goes out, says all this stuff. And, again, this is what I was saying. That Crowder, months before the Daily Wire controversy, was saying, there is no middle ground. There is no moderates. That's the same thing as saying, I, I like pie in the sky, man. You were either a hardline Republican or you were against us. And then comes out and then just look at, like, this is who you're aligned with. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is the person who's telling every who everyone's like, yeah, we're with you. This is your leader. I don't know. Doesn't, doesn't seem like that great of a leader. Seems like a guy who's interesting. Exactly what I say. Interesting to watch. I check out some of his content. But... Not anyone that I would ever just blindly follow. Yeah. Like I wouldn't follow any of these people. They just the more I learn about them, the the more they seem to just get worse and worse. They're smart though. They're they're, they're really smart. good they're at, just, at, at putting on a. They face all just seems like the entire media class just seems like grifters. Yeah, and they trick. I mean. I mean, he that's especially like, is you know I loved him. You can't be funnier <laughs> than me. That's like. 
that's like when The Rock yeah. and uh, Jason Statham have like contracts yeah. and Vin Diesel where they, they have to hit each other the exact same amount of times in the scenes. Like that level of they, just petty vanity. Uh, yeah, and they can't. Dude, I don't know. It be, he, Especially because that speaks the so much more to other qualities of a person. If a person's that yeah. petty and vain, there's other stuff going on there. You can't just say, oh, well, that thing's weird. But then he's also super about individual liberty or something like that. It's like, no, that is a type of person, an archetype of person. And like, why even bring him on the show if you're that worried about him being better than you? <laughs> you know? Yeah. I don't know. Why My, did he leave Anthony? I, I don't Again, know. Maybe he wanted more of a spotlight, probably. Well, he said he left Anthony because he wanted a bigger spotlight to promote his shows. And then Crowder said, you're not allowed to promote your shows. <laughs> so he's like, oh, defeats the entire purpose. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, I was going to talk about the Chicago thing. Chicago group aims to curb youth writing. Uh, my position on Chicago is who cares at this point? Why is it in the news? Let it burn. These like the people there have had ample time to change something, to vote for something different. I don't care about these places anymore. Let the places who are destroying themselves from within destroy themselves from within. Let all the, we call them teens, let these young, young, out-of-control black people that society has said, okay, you know what, we're not going to, there's not going to be any consequences for your behavior because racism, racism, racism. Let these, these, not because they're black, but because of their behavior, let these savages, if they're white, I'd call them savages too. Let these savages just burn everything down and then wall off the city, like cut off all their aid, proverbial wall off, um, proverbially wall off, cut off all their welfare aid, remove all the cops, just leave them there. Leave them there to starve to death, beaten like, women to death. Go out, have a thing where you say, okay, we're sending in the military. We're going to get out anyone who wants to get out. And then we're leaving behind the city and let anyone who wants to leave, leave. And you know, the military will go and they'll take these, these animals who are attacking women and stuff. These weak, pathetic men. I see you see some of those videos. Yeah. Let them, you know, let we'll go in there, you know, send help, send veterans in there who can shoot, move and communicate. We'll get those people out. Any of any of the thugs get in our way, then we'll skin them alive and hang them in the streets for everyone to see. And then they'll quit messing with us. We'll get out of the way and then we'll, we'll get these people out. And then once the people are out, just let these savages do their thing. I don't give a shit about them. Not because they're black. Again, if this was hordes of misbehaving white people, I'd say the exact same thing. Leave them to rot. I don't care. No welfare. Guess what? They go out. Okay, well, they're going to run out of food and they're going to stumble out into the into the suburbs. Great. Then let people there deal with them. You know, shoot them as they break into the house. Okay, well, people don't have guns there. Let, them, let the problem expand fault. out until it reaches a point where people actually can defend themselves and aren't going to put up with this shit because they're not, they're, they wouldn't put up with it here. This is a pretty liberal county, Maricopa County. You wouldn't put up with this stuff here because people have guns. People aren't yeah. going to put up with it. People are independent in Arizona. So I'm over caring about these places, talking about them. Just let them burn. And you know, yeah. if the Democrats aren't, then let it be their big money suck. As long as well, take federal money out of it, I don't care. Let the city of Chicago burn to the ground. I could care less. Even when they catch the people now, too, that are, you know, either seriously injuring people or, or like, against some some people in the midst of this, stole a car, were running around, hit some people at a stop sign, and killed the infant in the car. The uh, family, it's a whole family, injured the family of, you know, mom, dad, and kids, and then killed the infant. And it's just like, oh, that's just like 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 nothing. It's 
how am I supposed to care for you, for the city at all when you catch the people doing this that stole the car and the imp again dead, <laughs> not alive, not some big mistake, dead. Oh, just slap here, here, just like oh, just just yeah. like get out the 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 uh, massive shooting that that they just had that injured like six seven people. The uh, the yeah. he had just been you know a, a arrested and and, and held yeah. for attempted murder. Like I can't, I don't care about the. It's I, when I say I don't care, let me be very clear. I don't care about the people in Chicago, the innocent people either anymore. I don't care. I don't, if you are still there, if you're still dealing with this stuff, you have the opportunity to move or again. You know, you know, I'd say send in the military. No, you. Everyone has the opportunity to leave. I have literally packed up everything in my car, with two hundred dollars in my pocket, moved to a state I've never lived, got a job. That's how I started here in Arizona. I packed up everything in my car, drove here, a city that I picked at random for a new start to force myself to sink or swim. Uh, you know, brutal alcoholic, drug addict, all these things. Broke, two hundred dollars. Got a job, got to working, rented a room, blah, 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 blah. I Anybody can leave, hop on a Greyhound bus for 40 bucks and get out of Chicago. Nobody is stuck there. Anyone who's there is by choice. I don't care. I'm done. I'm done. It's Why is it even in the news? Let it burn. Let it, let these communities burn. Let the innocent people burn. They're not innocent anymore. Yeah. If, if the uh, food deserts, you've obviously been, been hearing that term. It's the food deserts. It's and now the I, I saw a video of the head, I guess the headquarters of McDonald's is there, and he's saying like, not just like the stores, but but like the actual financial and office headquarters. It's like, it's really hard to to like kind of to to house that here in Chicago, and it's just like, well, again, who cares? It's the people doing it to, to themselves, you know. Great, congratulations! You're you're gonna have McDonald's leave, and all these these companies leave. Walmarts have shut down, you know, five five of their, their stores in this. Again, you, you you end up having these food deserts. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't care. It's I'm done. I'm done caring about it. I'm done caring about the good people there. I don't care. Let the let the good people burn with the bad people. You want to live in a zoo, then live in a zoo. Yeah. Again, not because not because they're black. There's plenty of bad behavior in white white yeah. areas, but. You this is uh, don't see stuff like this. I don't think it's because black people are inherently violent or anything. I think this has nothing to do with race. I think this is 100 percent to do with a culture that just so happens that culture is directly tied to a racial identity and a group identity. And it's a demographic. And yeah, and it's not these videos. People are shooting up drones on just like local people, you know, mm -hmm. like just regular dudes that cover media like. And it's, I mean, it is thousands of people too at this point. I yeah. mean, it is massive groups of people roaming, <laughs> roaming around these cities at this yeah, point. That's what I said. There's, there's savages. It's a <laughs> savage wasteland of just animals. I see people walking home from work and stuff and just people coming up, just like hyenas. One will hit them from behind. Then another yeah. one will come up and try to grab their groceries. Just like casually robbing people. It's, it's just animal behavior. Just, it, it, it's quite crazy. I don't know. These uh, drones give us a, a brand new picture. People should uh, should definitely look look that up, you know? Yeah. Well, my sympathy is run dry for them. I don't care. If you live in a place that's where stuff like this is going on, like L.A., I don't care anymore. I'm not saying, oh, move to right-wing places. Because, like, I don't care about any of that stuff. I'm just, if your place sucks, do something to fix it or leave. And that's, um, you know... I would do. I would hold myself to that same standard. I'd hope if Phoenix turned into a complete dump, um, 
I would I would either leave or I would recognize I that. Mean, I already am. I think the uh, state leadership's a dump, so I'm already leaving next year. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, either way, uh, what time are we with the second time? 20. All right. So we're, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to hit through these pretty quick because we, we've talked yeah, about we were a definitely half hour from our zoom messages roughly. Oh, really? What time is Or that? just it, cause it was like, it was, I was 20, just 20 passing at 44. I, I, I was doing the math while you're talking. I was like, okay. Okay. So, so we're getting close to an hour. Yeah. All right. Um, so I'm going to hit these last few things. Sorry, people, that we ended up basically just I didn't keep the time. <laughs> shitting on the religious right and then <laughs> calling people in Chicago animals that should be skinned alive in the streets. Well, that's, uh, again, innocent people. Babies are getting hit in well, cars. I was just thinking people like, getting dragged to their cars and beaten. Really? And there's footage of this. People are getting shot. And people are getting knocked out. And then, again, this is always... But, I mean, there is just, like, dozens of videos. People getting knocked out, white, black, different colors, and just getting... I mean, I don't see how all your ribs, your arms, like, how everything isn't broken when you have 12 people just well, kicking and stomping I said I don't you. care is because I, I, I'm watching these videos, and my initial reaction is, again, like, not in the military anymore, but I still have that warrior spirit, you know? Like, I'm, I'm joining the Marine Corps at 17 for that, you know... A fighter like we i had that fighting spirit my my first in impulse when i saw that was protect frontier law send us in there and it wouldn't be like the cops send send us in there create a state of emergency and send in veterans they'd be happy to do it go in and we'll show them what violence actually looks like well there'll be heads on stakes and there'll be skin face tattoo <laughs> rugs hanging from the <laughs> ceiling we'll see how bad these thugs think they are and we'll start stacking bodies and make these thugs, not not the black people. If you get if you think this is racist, then you're saying that you think that most black people are thug pieces of shit. So that's on you. I don't. <laughs> yeah, I think it it's is. a specific a small section of black people are thug pieces of shit. And that section of society should be made to fear to live in such fear that they crawl around in the gutters and piss and shit like animals. They should these people, these gangsters, these hoods, and hey, blood with the face tattoos. I would love nothing more than for them to just send in a bunch of veterans who can shoot, move, and communicate to just put the fear of God in these people and make them crawl around in the dirt like dogs. Because that's what they are. They're subhuman. These trash bags that go and shoot over their hoods and kill a four-year-old. These hoodlums, again, we've talked about, I don't want to get down a rabbit hole there. They're not tough. They are the lowest common denominator, and they're just too stupid or not afraid of consequences. When people are getting beeped, some people in these these videos are getting guns out and shooting. And again, what have you to see hundreds of people just, I mean, just as fast as people are there. It's just, <laughs> yep. and it's just like, oh, they didn't want to get into a gunfight. They just wanted to stomp on somebody. And yeah. But see, that's, what, that's why I said I watch that. I watch enough of those, and I get pissed off. And then finally, I was just like, why do I care? That's turn off that internal instinct. These aren't my people. These aren't my, this isn't my sister who's getting beat in front of this store. I don't care. Why do I, why am I caring? These people are in this situation. It's not yeah. like a war torn country where they can't do anything about it. You know, America came in, flattened the country from, took it from a dictator. Then Al Qaeda took over. Then, you know, I, you know, us backed ISIS came in with funding and, you know, like it's not like that. I've been in those situations where I have an immense amount of sympathy. I have a big soft spot for, especially women and children overseas, and uh, 
Iraqi innocent civilians. For, oh, I hate the. I'm not going to get into the whole yeah. bitching about people say just turn it into a glass, parking lot. Yeah, glass sheet it. Like, yeah. What are you? Yeah, and, but anyway, I do. Yeah, my yeah. point is, I do care about those populations. I don't care about people willingly choosing to stay in these places anymore, though. Yeah. But um, huh, moving on. Um, in trying to tell people, sorry that we just covered that. We had the, ended up talking about it again. But um, so Trump DeSantis news. So interesting thing in uh, some polling, Trump beats DeSantis in primary polls, but in a general election poll, DeSantis beats Biden by three points. Trump loses to Biden by three points. Kind of what I've been saying is Biden's Trump's about the only person Biden can beat. Um, and Trump, God, is wasting so much time going after DeSantis. But I thought this was interesting. That was just an interesting thing. I'm not really going to get too into it. But it just parrots <clears throat> what we said about don't tr – Trump is just about the only person Biden can beat. But with this um, interesting Trump case, people have said, oh, he'll lose, he'll lose a bunch of support. But um, according to this, Trump looms, over, Trump looms over DeSantis despite voters craving new 2024 candidate polls. Um, uh, asked whether Trump or DeSantis cares about voters more. Trump held a 14-point edge among GOP voters. Uh, more than half the Republicans felt Trump was more of a strong leader than DeSantis, who lagged by 32 points in the category. Even electability wasn't a significant factor. Um, I was trying to find some more numbers. Um, right, I'm not going to waste time going to that, but 70% um, of respondents said they didn't want Biden to run for re-election. 60% said the same for Trump. Uh, look up that article. I put the screenshot up by Axios, but basically this is not the, these hearings are not hurting Trump. Um, you know, we said they wouldn't, they're not, um, not with the base, not with independent voters. It's stayed pretty much the same of where it's at, which is, you know, tr Trump, man, he's a, a candidate that Biden could beat, but DeSantis, uh, is less popular with the base than Trump. So it's just interesting yeah. to see how it plays out. And then if he comes out after the whole, again, I can't remember what, um, crap, what was it? Jesus, we were just talking about, I remember the census being able to run class. Any, I'll have to look that up and maybe pin it in. But anyhow, if he, he can't even announce a run or anything in, until, you know, May or something. So if he dropped it and said he was going to run and try to rile people up, um, well, you know, m maybe he could because there is a lot of people on the right. I do think that doesn't like Trump or don't like, yeah, don't like Trump. Yeah. Well, it's just inter or Trump's like wasting Trump. so much, oh, just goodness. millions of dollars in campaign funds, making, <laughs> making ads against DeSantis. It's like, why are you yeah. wasting any time on DeSantis? He hasn't even announced his run yet. So even if against Trump were just he's thinking, pack. okay, I can I can preemptively destroy DeSantis. That's not the way voting works. One thing I've learned in all of my my studies is all the research indicates salience is key. You need things to be accessible in people's minds. People are going to forget about all these ads by the time DeSantis runs, but and it's going to be Trump. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> there, yeah. There's actually there's um. So there's, there's there's some schools of thought on persuasion, but like when it comes to persuasion timing, when like think about in, in the political sphere, you want your your message to be more salient. You want it to have a longer lasting impact with the people. So I might be able to keep touching this mic. Actually, so if things are happening close together, like let's say it's a, a debate and <clears throat> 
you can schedule yours the day before or the day after another candidate. Well, in a situation like that where there's not a lot of time, you would want to go first because actually what they found is that your whoever goes first when there's a small gap, they're going to have more more um, resistancy. The, the ideas are going to remain more accessible, more salient in people's minds. They're going to have a longer-lasting effect. Now, if there's a big gap of, of time, then actually you want to go second. Um, it's the, um, what is it, the, the pertinence and and resiliency. I, I, the name's escaping me right now because I didn't have that, that prepped. But yeah, so basically, as time goes on, it's actually Trump message message becomes even more less effective, whereas timing will just work out to where, um, you know, DeSantis will be, what am I trying to oh, Long story short, Trump, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> my, my mind's all over the place. I um, what you're saying though. Yeah. It's, it's been a while getting back in studio, getting in the flow, been a busy day, but long story short, Trump, he runs or he runs all of these ads there. Then DeSantis comes out with a bunch of positive ads, bunch of momentum behind his announcements. He just counteracted all of Trump's things. Now, if Trump was instead waiting and then jumped a surprise attack right before DeSantis ran, now you're actually talking about something that could be very effective. But again, a lot of this, uh, there's not a lot of strategy when it comes to politics. I've found out a lot of it is just people doing what they've always done. But I guess also political psychology is kind of a new field where, you know, it's looking at all these principles. But that's why you should go be a political psychologist. Well, apparently I'm not fit to do that. I'm not fit to talk about any of this because I have a light sensitivity and damaged amygdala. <laughs> Your vision just gets messed up a little bit. You can't be a seaman on a, sh- or a, on a ship, I guess. A seaman, I yeah. or, hey, boys. Or, hey, lookout, whatever they are. Yeah. Um, oh, no. But real quick on the Trump thing. So transitioning into talking about the Trump case, um, again, I, it seems like I'm bitching about the right a lot on this one, but... It's because the right's been doing a lot of dumb stuff lately. And and it hits us in the feels when the right does bad stuff. And I care more because the left has gone off the rails. The right's still on the rails a little bit. I'm trying to keep them on the rails. So pointing, you know, and you hold your your elected representatives, your thought leaders, your talking heads on TV. You hold all of them accountable. They're They're all enslaved to a degree to the population, the citizenry, the viewership. So... I'm giving all these ideas out to people, exposing some of this stuff so that you can go out and you can hold, you know, Liz Wheeler accountable. You can hold Michael Knowles accountable. You can hold Donald Trump accountable, whatever. But um, uh, speaking of holding Donald Trump accountable, we're not going to be able to get to the national debt today. But everyone's talking about the everyone on the right is talking about how Biden's blowing out the budget. Mike Trump had record percent of our money, three debt ceiling raises in four years. So. But take it easy. If you're gonna if you're gonna complain about Biden blowing out this budget, take a look at the the Trump administration. But as far as this Trump case, Bush with him, doesn't compare. I mean, no one compares to Trump. Yeah, yeah, and that it counts when you factor in COVID too. When you factor that out, it's still just he blew forty percent of our fucking currency, man. But even before I'm taking take COVID out of it, and it's still <clears throat> Trump just blew out the budget. Yeah. But um, so. Now, obviously, we talked about Trump is it's just a, a weaponized judicial system. Um, but everyone on the right, I keep hearing him saying we need to do the same thing. We need to, you know, Phil Lamonte uh, was talking about he's supposedly a big libertarian oh, yeah. guy, lead singer of uh, As I Lay Dying, public figure now in politics. He was saying that we need to go. We need to arrest their people. Um, 
Well, I had mentioned that weaponizing the judicial system isn't a better system. That's bad. You don't just weaponize it the other way. Um, but I thought about it, and I think I have two solutions. If a right-winger was to get into power, that would actually be a better solution. And let me know in the comments what you think about this. As a solu- as a, is this a better or a less effective solution to the Trump situation? Because we know this whole thing is ridiculous. And it is the wep- it is so corrupt that they're coming after Trump in the way they are. It's unfair. So, one, you get into position. You do aggressively remove and attack bad actors like Bragg. So the people who are responsible for this, you don't, you don't, go, after, you don't go after a bunch of random people just because you're pissed off and you want revenge. You specifically go after Bragg, after the, the lady, the, the other lady that um, is prosecuting Trump. You go after those people and say, you just grossly abused your power. We're focusing our resources on you. So that's one. You really, really go after them. And I mean, if you can't do anything in the ju- judicial system, like, it, you know, if you can't, if you can't attack the source, just attacking anyone around the source, that's not a good solution anyway. So I think you really just focus and find a way on attack on attacking and maybe even putting in prison, whatever the punishment is, the people who are responsible for this unfair behavior, the people who weaponize the judicial system, that is not okay. So you say, this is bipartisan. This is why we're doing this. We have the crime right here. You abused your power. You weaponized the judicial system. So you, gone. You don't say anyone on your team, gone, because we're going to weaponize it against you. You say, no weaponizing the judicial system. Out of here. Two, take down everyone. Weaponize the judicial system against every politician, not just the Dems. That means uh, we get a right winger in there. He doesn't just... He doesn't just go after Nancy Pelosi and the Clintons. He's putting Mitt Romney in prison for, you know, he's, he's putting Trump in prison too. And he's putting Romney in prison for, you know, the, the Mormon stuff with China and investigating that. You either go, you attack the specific people and, you, you know, people see it as weak. No, it's being the bigger person. It's being the better person. We, we don't fight fire with fire. We fight fire with more effective fire, which is... You know, the the um, in my opinion, the more effective fire is doing the right thing, following the system, uphold, you know, actually not just destroying it all to win for some arbitrary, stupid victory like a Republican victory. But take out the specific people or you go full bore and you're like, we're truly draining the swamp. That's what, what do you think about two. either of those? Because either one, one, either one <sighs> stops it from just delving into a system of now we have a weaponized still, judicial yeah. system and it's just going back and forth. Because if you get in there and you take out Bragg, you take out the other person. Um, I can't remember the lady's name. Okay, well now people know if I weaponize your judicial system, there's consequences, and the right's not doing it right back. People say, okay, we're, we're not going to do this anymore. If you just weaponize it back, then they're going to be like, okay, this is the game we're playing. Then yeah. if you go in, and obviously the, the second solution is just burn it all to the ground, which I'm also a fan of. That's what I'm And just be like, all right. But then the problem is you have to do everybody. That means you don't just go after the Democrats. You, you go after everybody. Yep. And I don't think that anybody and would do that. people doing the investigation have someone else investigating them. I mean, everyone yeah. is investigated by other people. And I don't think that that, would, that bi- a bipartisan thing like that would happen. So that's why I actually am in favor doing... of the first one because I think it's more realistic. Just focus on the bad actors. 
Republicans. That'll just start a new a new trend. That's at, if you go after someone and you don't yield results, the other side is just going to hammer you, which maybe is a good no, thing. Because there's a difference here. There is a legitimate case here. And I'm not saying that there wasn't a legitimate case with like the election stuff. But you see what happens when you don't provide any evidence. When you don't, you provide what, 19 misprinted ballots yeah. with all that stuff. All of that was detrimental. You cried wolf, nothing happened. This is not crying wolf. This is before our very eyes, blatant smack in the face and abuse of the judicial system, unfairly applied. There is there is legal stuff you can do here, and it is very, so. If you fail here, at least that that lets you know something else. Okay, we we failed here. You can't hold bad you can't hold bad actors to account in the judicial system. Then we have a different conversation, but. You got to at least try to use the system properly. Otherwise, the entire system's moot. Yeah. And then it's like, well, why am I listening to any laws? If the yeah. judicial system is, if we can't, if it's corrupt and it's pointless, like all these people are saying, okay, well, I'm not paying taxes anymore. Yeah. Because you're, you're going to start getting into motivations. That's the big key there is, oh, the, your, your motives here, you were intentionally using it. And that's going to be that sticky area. You don't think that you investigate going after Trump. You don't think you investigate Bragg. You're not going to find some money in the back. Like, you don't think you're going to find some stuff. That's true. It depends on how what scope you're investigating. I mean, as well. you think that Alvin Bragg just randomly decided to to no do this I, to I, Trump? Well, many different you know reasons for that. Obviously, it gave her you know limelight to move forward. She's going to want to be the uh, governor at some point, but. I don't know. I just I'm gonna keep thinking about that one. I guess because I don't know. I just I, I, I just at want, this point you, you should go after her, but it's just again it'll be. I just want a solution. Oh, Donald Trump committed a crime. Oh yeah, he did. Okay, well then I was prosecuting for for his crime, and then that's where that's just gonna be. But then you show all of the people show. whose crime he didn't he didn't do, and you say this is very clearly politically motivated. That's yeah. against the law. You, yeah, it's true. I. You can I'm look just at being his hopeful. His I want the second one. I just just start going after actually go after the politics. Either solution, too. either solution, take out the bad actors Special or just take out all the actors. Yeah. Either way, I don't want selective I don't want the Republicans selectively weaponizing the judicial system either cuz again, I'm thinking farther than my dick. It's going to it's not that hard. <laughs> Boom nailed it. Uh several puns there and a small dick joke. <laughs> Self-deprecating. What are you going to do? But um yeah, that that way the Democrats don't just bring it right back and just you don't I don't want a cycle of just weaponized judicial system. They're saying unprecedented, you know, arrest of Donald Trump. Yeah, that means that it's brand new. That means we should probably nip this in the butt and not just be like, well, great. This is awesome. When this swings back around my way, I'm going to use it to club the enemy in the head. Yeah. But let me know if you disagree um, in the comments. I feel like I'm getting all over the place here. I'm tired. Sorry. Um, so final, final two things. Well, 38, just you tracking. All right. Yeah. No, we're just going to end here. Um, and do the final video because I have a piece of bad news, a piece of good news that aren't necessarily time sensitive. We can cover them later this week. And then, um, something on, <laughs> we're funding the Taliban now. So we'll get to those things next week. Just add to the episode next week. And this is already be a good one. A good for one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be a full one. I may even cut parts of it out. But um, with all of that in mind, I will get to the final video. Um... Ah! <laughs> 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 <laughs>
just right there. You could not be any luckier. I mean, I think uh, it took a piece dude. of his hair behind him. <laughs> dude, I know. That's I, I'm not a big fan of elevators. I don't know why. I think in a past life I was killed in an elevator, <laughs> and now I hate them. But good golly darn. That's, uh, that is close. That person, count their lucky stars. I, He's just I, like, oh. <laughs> that's a moment where I would, you know, okay. some people would say, I'm going to live my life with purpose now. I would immediately go to the bar and get hammered, and I would be like, you know what? Life is too short not to enjoy booze. <laughs> Screw my sobriety. We'd be partying together at the bar. <clears throat> yeah. Um, well, you have anything um, before we start to close up here? No, that's pretty much it, and... Yeah, we keep hammering the right, but I don't want a religious theocracy. So. Yeah, I feel like um, this episode, I, I feel like I got a little bit discombobulated. I feel kind of like a chick who is just whining, but, um, you know, I try not to get super emotional, but important stuff. though. It's important stuff. I care a lot because, I mean, like we said, dude, for those who don't know, Duverger's law is a law in political science that says in a winner take all political system, inevitably two main groups will will develop so in our system that's our winner-take-all system that's republican and democrat so we can talk about changing the system whatever but the system we have we're going to have republican and democrat working on some stuff actually actually i didn't talk about any of my research projects and we'll talk about that next episode i have some cool research projects that i'm working on with other with like some phds and published guys pretty cool but um Either way, until we find a way to get a third third party elected, um, we're going to have Republican and Democrats. In order for that system to have stability, you you have to have one party pulling against the other. They hold each other. Think about two kids spinning, holding hands. They keep each other. They keep each other on track. Or the gravity of planets. It's uh, that's exactly what it's like in the political system. You have one side which is the progressive side, which is pushing one way towards progress. Then you have the other side pushing towards conservatism, individual liberty. At the, at, at really at the one end, you have state power. At this side, you have individual liberty. And those two sides are pulling against each other. That's why if you look at the, the, you know, liberal cons- or, yeah, the liberal conservative continuum of political ideologies, not parties, you end up with basically communism on one end and you end up with basically anarcho-libertarianism on one end. It's because that's the extremes of both, but you need people pulling in those two directions and then you end up somewhere in the middle and it's balanced. The reason I care so much about the right and why little things like this get under my skin so bad is I know the left, I know first off, left-wing people aren't really watching this unless they're left-wing people who are liberty-centered and they just happen to fall on the left. That's, That's fine. I'm probably a classic liberal in many ways, um, certainly not a Republican. But the reason it matters is because this is I am on the side of individual liberty. So the people who have power that are supposed to be representing what I believe in are pushing towards what I believe in, even if I'm not a Republican, not a conservative. Our common goal, or at least the people who are supposed to be fighting for that common goal, are the Republicans, are the conservatives, are the right wing people. So when I see those people, you know, bastardizing it, putting on an American flag, writing a book about free speech, censoring minds, censoring thoughts, talking about the left is censoring my conversations and YouTube's trying to take me down like that Liz Wheeler at the beginning of the Tim Pool show. When I see these people taking 
taking all of the clout basically of being hit, you know, attacked by the anti-liberty people and making themselves out to be these warriors of liberty. And then I see them do a little backdoor, you know, uh, bait and switch, and then just push an authoritarian, maybe not outright authoritarian, but the first step and an authoritarian, at least the, the thread needed to pull to get an authoritarian agenda through religious theocracy. When I see them, them taking this thing, I love individual liberty and instead being a wolf in red, white, blue clothing and, and hurting individual liberty when their job is to protect it. That matters to me far more than a leftist who in reality is doing his job. Drag queen story hour, the people pushing for that are doing their job. It's the people on the right who are supposed to be pushing against that. But that doesn't mean that you push against that in the sense that you say God doesn't like this and you push in another direction. No, you're supposed to push towards individual liberty, not I'm going to use this as an opportunity to push in a totally new direction for, you know, my personal beliefs, my religious faith. We have some, the Constitution of the United States. That's what the right's supposed to conserve. It's what it's supposed to push to centered on individual liberty. So you can make a case against Drag Queen Story Hour for morality, for all of these things, using the Constitution. It's a very thorough document. Go read it, people. <laughs> so that's where I just, I, I feel like a broken record, or I feel like I, you know, I, we piss a lot of people off because I go so hard after the right, but that's because I hold you to a higher standard. It's the same reason why liberals don't hold blacks to a high standard because they don't see them as equals. I see blacks as equals. That's why when I look at Chicago, I say, fuck you. You're acting like savages. I don't say, oh, the poor underprivileged teens. No, I see a bunch of people acting like lunatics. Um, so I, I see a good short right there. Yeah. I <laughs> see the right as <laughs> I see the right as equals and I hold them to no, I, I see them as equal. I, I see them as Superior to the left in the sense of I hold them to a higher standard than I hold the left. Because there's supposed to be freedom. <laughs> yeah. So I'm sorry yeah. if uh, it, I, you it know, hits harder. <laughs> exactly. So I expect Nancy Pelosi to be anti-freedom. I don't care what AOC. I, I care, obviously, but I don't. It doesn't surprise me. Or oh, they want to take Diane Feinstein wants to take guns as her last thing before leaving California. That doesn't surprise you. You know, it's yeah. just it's like, oh, that's evil it's, and horrible. It's a classic case. There's a reason the quote is so popular. One of my seniors in the Marine Corps had it on his arm. It's, I didn't know it was a famous quote until after I looked it up. Um, but, you know, better the devil you know than the devil you don't. The Democrats, the liberals, I don't like to use those interchangeably, but, you know, for all intents and purposes, the, the Democrats, they are the devil we know. The conservatives more and more I'm seeing are becoming the devil we don't. The left is very openly pro-collectivization, pro-communism, pro all of these things. The right is openly against all of those things, openly pro-freedom, but in reality just setting the stage for a massive pendulum swing where people don't even realize it. They don't even realize that they're authoritarians. They're just like, no, I'm following freedom because... Liz Wheeler said that freedom was actually doing following the will of God. And then you follow that track down a hundred years. Who knows where that goes? You know, look throughout history. The head pope Author of the Church of Texas, Ted Cruz. Exactly. Authoritarianism is never, it never ends well. It doesn't end well when God's in charge of it either. <laughs> I'm sorry, but never, never have you ever had power be managed properly by any sort of 
state-like or nation-state-like entity. And that's what these giant religious organizations are too. So I'm against it. I'm uh, pro-individual liberty. Um, I think anyone who reads the, the Constitution of the United States um, looks, reads the Federalist paper, the Federalist papers, anti-Federalist papers, just reads biographies or letters written by the founding fathers. It's very clear what the, the single most important foundational element of this country is, and it's individual liberty. And it's such a common thing that so few people really think about because we get bogged down with all of these things. Um, arguably, that's a big plan from the elites to keep us distracted from individual liberty because that's their greatest enemy. Um, but you got anything else, bro? No, that, that does it for me. All right. Well, I will hop off my soapbox here and uh, go to sleep. But um, as always, keep a book on your nightstand. Read it before you go to bed. That way you're smarter tomorrow than you were today. We got to We got to We got to